Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Most people would call Booker T. Brown a boudoir photographer, but he's really so much more. His work with intimate portraiture helps women and even some men with things like self-acceptance, body positivity, and what makes my heart happy, sex positivity. It's still World Sexual Health Month, so I am happy to round out the month with my friend Booker. We discussed the process of doing a shoot, why you should do one, and what he's seen from his clients afterwards. Sexiness cannot be given, is something that he said in the episode, but it can grow inside of you, and a shoot like this can be a catalyst. I actually even talked about my personal experience with the shoot a few years ago. Also in this episode, we talked about why you should wear sexy panties every day, what you can learn from burlesque, and what you should do if you're wanting to learn more about the BDSM scene here in KC. It's a longer episode than normal, but hey, we're friends, so we just kept on talking. So I hope you enjoy the show. On my show today, I am joined by another friend of mine, and we got introduced through, actually... My marketing guy, Stephen Fuller, that was in my very first episode about VR porn. But I want to introduce you all to Booker T. Brown. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Booker T. Brown of Booker T. Boudoir. Um, I'm a local Kansas City boudoir photographer. Uh, so the yes, that means that I do take pictures of people in various states of undress um, as like an empowerment kind of session. Dang, your voice is buttery on this recording like oh "Oh, yeah people are gonna love hearing you talk by the way okay so i was gonna mention that because uh, the last time that i listened to your podcast actually i think it's the one that you dropped this morning about the was it dirty talk yeah Uh yeah yeah i was like oh dang that's Kristen, huh i was like this is gonna be weird but anyways (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so anyways yeah i do uh photography and um i pretty much uh, love you know being able to help people with like the various, to be able to see themselves in a different light or Mm -hmm. from a different angle. So for someone that's completely inexperienced, can you explain what boudoir is? And do you say boudoir with R in the end? I'm I'm not good at French here. Uh, It's it's boudoir, boudoir photography. Um, I kind of transitioning away from saying that name a little bit because uh, it's almost became too generic in a way. So. I'm almost becoming like a intimate portraiture kind of photographer. Ah, I like that. Um, but what it is is basically that people come to me to get sexy type photos done, mm-hmm. um, mainly for themselves, but then they also tend to like give it as a gift mm-hmm. to their significant other. Gotcha. Very good. Very yeah. good. You've gotten the chance to travel with that a little bit, haven't you? Uh, just a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. just for like, you know, conventions and I've shot people in various cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually trying to set something up to in Fort Myers here coming up, but we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I s- he did this shoot in Vegas with some folks and 
Yeah, there were some pretty. He he's got a great page. His social media is fantastic. You should definitely follow him. Go ahead and give, give the folks a little little plug for like how can they find you online? All right. So uh, the best way to find me is uh, you can for everyone. You can actually find me on Instagram at Booker T Boudoir. Uh, that's B O O K E R T B O U D O I R. Uh, that'll be my Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a private Facebook page. Yes. Uh, for ladies, the ladies only, though. Ladies only. Mm-hmm. Or anyone that identifies as a lady can yes. actually get in. Um, uh, that we kind of have like a different kind of like set of discussions and posting images and so mm-hmm. forth there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Booker and I actually do some Facebook lives together from time to time where we take questions in this private Facebook group. So if you're you're wanting like our uh, our help and our perspectives on on stuff, you can join his private group and get some get some free coaching. Yeah, that's that's always fun. Like because I remember like that's how we really like started to hit it off. Yeah. Because I think what was the first question was about like uh, pegging and we're like <laughs> yes I, I know what that is I not that I participated in that but I know what it is yes. so. It was just kind of uh, it was kind of interesting, like all the questions that we get in the group. Yeah, and and not not everything is related to sex. Sometimes it's just about like relationships or body image and things mm-hmm. like that. So, and and really that's why I wanted to have you on today because body image is something that's incredibly important to people's sexuality. And um, you obviously, as a boudoir photographer, um, are are doing kind of your own unique work to help women become much more accepting their bodies mm-hmm. and I think that's just absolutely beautiful so and but a lot of people who have never done it or never seen it mm-hmm. on the outside might think oh you're just taking racy pictures you're just doing pornography and it's really not about that even though you can you say in various states of undress sometimes they're fully clothed and wet t-shirt sometimes it's bra and panties and sometimes it's nude you know, it's not like you're posting all that stuff online because that's their personal pictures and stuff. Unless they give you permission, you've got little stars over certain areas. But right, <laughs> I mean, here I am rambling about it. But what I'm trying to say is you are definitely trying to help women and men now. Yes, I have actually image. shot my first uh, male only boudoir session, which was pretty awesome. Uh, it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was a little nervous going into that, but we can discuss that <laughs> a little bit more because um I mean, I did start off like shooting females only mm-hmm. and we kind of transitioned into couples. And then I also transitioned into a shooting a binary couple um, where gender non-binary, role, non-binary. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Get the correct uh, terminology here. Uh, a non-binary couple. Um, and that was pretty interesting and uh, a fun type of shoot. So, and I've also shot, you know, same-sex female couples, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's from all different types of um, clients, perspectives, people that want it, that want photos like this. And a lot of it comes down to, like, wanting to see themselves from, like, a different perspective to mm-hmm. try to, like, reclaim their uh, sensuality, sexuality, and the way that you know we just do it it's just like you know by taking photos and it's not just like you uh, a lot of people think that you just come into the studio and take your clothes off and we start shooting it's actually like a lot longer process than oh, that yeah? and i recommend you know people usually you know book out between like 3 weeks mm-hmm. 4 weeks in advance uh so that way you have time to go shopping to get you know new lingerie mm-hmm. um to also make sure like you know your general upkeeping's done as well Mm -hmm. because i mean if you're someone that doesn't like 
hair. Yeah. Uh, they may go get waxed or shave and have time to let the bumps go down or whatever. (laughs) Shave your legs, do your nails or get a pedicure. Uh And you also got to time it around, you know, your menstrual cycle too. And so, I mean, that's a part of like, you know, the scheduling issues Mm -hmm. uh, that we have to go through. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a pretty fun time and a pretty fun experience. God, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you don't want to do that on the day of. <clears throat> no, and also you're kind of like bloated and yeah, it's just overall general like not fun. You don't feel sexy usually on your period. That's yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, unless you're into period sex, but I mean, that's like, but still, I mean, you're not going to feel. I'm totally cool with period way. sex, but I, I'm, yeah, there's just all overall general feeling of. Like, it takes me a little more to get there to feel sexy on my period. And again, it's the bloat, it's the cramps, it's the headache, it's the, like, everything that comes I'm with crabby, it. I want my chocolate. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, I didn't think about that. So, I mean, like, and it's it's fun, too. Like, you can also turn it into, like, a fun experience with your uh, partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of share, like, a little story from one of my clients. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we generally talk about is like you know how to prep and like how to like bring in the correct lingerie for your body type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people will go shopping to go get, go get new stuff. And this particular uh, client uh, took her husband with her, you know, okay. to the to the store. Mm-hmm. And while she was in the store, you know, she was actually trying on outfits, and she was texting me like some of the images of her in lingerie to see like if it was good for her body type. Mm-hmm. And that's something not everyone does, but I mean, like if you want my opinion. Um, I am more than happy to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually also gone shopping with a client before. But back to the story. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it turned out that, like, you know, on the day of recession, she's like, yeah, so I got a little secret to tell you. I kind of got busy with my husband in, like, the dressing room, ah! you know, while they were laundry <laughs> shopping for a shoot. So it kind of, like, spiced things up a little bit in that, in that way, nice. which I thought was pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah, in public. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, hey, I, sane, safe, and consensual. You, you're taking risks, but you know, if you can get away with it, I'm not opposed to people who uh, participate in yeah. a dressing room foray. Got it. Or the Mile High Club. Can. Or, <laughs> yeah. The Mile High Club. That's that's one that's going to be on God, still on I my list. Join that so bad. Yeah. yeah. I think the only way you can do it is on the transcontinental flight. Bigger like, bathrooms, for sure. Huh? Bigger bathrooms and more of them, for yeah, sure. Bigger bathrooms, do it overnight and where people are sleeping. Yo, yeah. yes. Okay, uh, so anyways, back to our <laughs> topic here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, like... Was she kind of doing this shoot to reconnect with her, like, sexuality? Or was she already feeling pretty confident? Like, like for her to text and be like, oh my, or, you know, come to you and say, like, oh, we got, you know, got turned on, got kind of busy in the, the dressing room. Was that, like, something that was kind of outside of their norm? Um, that I don't know because I don't, I didn't go too much mm. in a detail in it. Um, but I do think like when she booked her shoot, she wanted to, you know, feel like herself before having kids mm-hmm. and to also see that. So, I mean, that was part of the, her reason, her reason why. Gotcha. Um, and it was pretty interesting because I could just hearing feedback from, uh, from her, like, you know, later on after the shoot. Uh, it really kind of like helped her out to like you know just I mean be that different person in that light. Yeah, so I mean she just kind of did the sh- I mean she did the shoot for herself to like kind of reinvigorate herself. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty pretty cool. So is that 
the feedback that you usually get is that they they really experience some sort of a change after your photo shoots? Um, or do you get some people who also have those mixed feelings? Like they, they get their pictures and it it's nothing against you, but maybe they see something that gets to them in some way. In some way. So I have, a, I mean, a variety of different responses. Um, not everyone is the same. 99% of the time, Everyone is happy and loves their mm-hmm. images. Because um, your work is great. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's great. It doesn't matter what your body is like. You help people look amazing. Oh, yeah, all shapes and sizes. I mean, everyone's completely different. But I think it's, I can tell looking at your pictures, though, it's because you help people feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of like what you're talking about with this whole experience that you have with making sure like they come in, they, they do their you do their hair and makeup there, and you know, yeah, so really they get- personalize the experience. Yeah, so as you're saying, like they get a professional uh, hair and makeup artist that comes in, styles like you know the makeup and does the hair, um, and then we also go over like you know the lingerie choices, and then I also have a wardrobe closet, which are like um, probably like around seventy-five to like a hundred different pieces, where people can actually incorporate that into their shoot as well. So if you didn't bring something that was like necessarily flattering, mm-hmm. I have backup options, you know, for uh, my clients, mm-hmm. um, and that's happened more than uh, more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most recent ones, I had a lady that came in with um, a, a jersey, and it's okay. I I pref- myself. I don't find jerseys sexy. <laughs> um, and like the men's like shirts, I don't find that necessarily like something that like I can do like a base a whole shoot off of. Mm-hmm. They're not and cut right. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're, they're big unless you get one that like fits you. But like this one was like two times bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the like underwear choices that she brought were like two times bigger. Like she was... Very, um, as you would say, not comfortable with mm-hmm. going out lingerie shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I ended up doing was pulling a piece from you know, my wardrobe closet. And this is an awesome like, kind of like memory here. Um, but like, what I ended up doing was I actually covered all the mirrors in the studio. So she couldn't see herself mm-hmm. um, as she was like trying this on. So I was like, I picked up the outfit. It's like, here, put this on. You know, I walked her over in front of like one of the big mirrors, and then like I uncovered it so like she could see herself. And I'm like, why can't you see yourself in this particular way? Because I mean, this woman is here. Like you mm-hmm. know, she's fierce. Like she's gorgeous, and this is like a sexy outfit. And uh, being a guy saying that, I'm just, like, not saying that I find that person, like, sexually attractive. I'm just saying, like, right. it's in general. Yeah. It's, like, a sexy kind of, like, feeling or, like, uh, what I refer to as, like, photo or so so forth. Um, and so when she, you know, looked at that, like, she kind of got a little, like, you know, teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this is you. And let's go ahead and, like, you know, get this shoot, you know, started. Yeah. And that kind of made her feel good. And her photos turned out pretty awesome. That's amazing. I love hearing that. That's so good. So like I used to work in the weight loss industry and I witnessed firsthand how many women, when they struggle with their weight, how they either wear in clothes that don't fit. So they have this perception of, of their body shape or body size. That's not accurate. 
or just genuinely when they look in the mirror, they aren't seeing what's really there. Maybe they're still seeing like the old version of their body that was bigger or smaller or whatever. But sometimes it takes a while for the mind to kind of catch up with, with what's actually like being reflected back in the mirror. Like, so that's amazing that you were able to pull her out of that, like hiding herself. Right. Really, you know, and, and just not being willing to, um, embrace what she's got, man, it makes a difference when you're wearing things that fit. It really does. It does. It totally does make it, make a huge difference. And a lot of it comes through from, um, attitude. I think, um, I have a saying, you know, you know, uh, sexiness is not, or feeling sexy is something that someone else cannot give, give you. It's like Mm -hmm. a personal thing that you have to do. Yeah. Um, it's like you have to have the confidence in it. And I have people that are, you know, that are coming in that they're embarrassed about their stomach and they shouldn't be. Mm. Uh, but you also get people who have, like, the sexual confidence and, like, you wouldn't necessarily, as, like, society norms, would say that person is a, um, I'm trying to think of the correct word, terminology here, um, what would you call someone that's like very like sexually confident sex positive sex positive but i mean it's like a general like um it's probably like a side term or um (laughs) so let's so let's say that she had like the personality of like a uh like a celebrity that had like a sex status you know that she could own like her own feminine Mm -hmm. femininity like sexuality she owned her sexuality yeah and that right there is like like what makes like a photo kind of work and it's if you can't i think the human eye the human body the mind uh can automatically look at a photo and tell if it's uh bullshit can i cuss on this show yeah absolutely oh fuck yeah all right sorry (laughs) i cuss all the time me too um so anyways like the the human eye can take a look at a photograph and tell if it's like if it's real or not Mm -hmm. and if you can't believe that this picture is like um, that person in the picture is actually feeling sexy or attractive, then it just doesn't, you know, work. Mm-hmm. So it kind of takes time to get there, depending on like uh, your own like kind of personality. And I have different techniques that I do to kind of like help coach that to kind of gotcha. So you kind of have to bring people out of their shell when you first start in the session. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you have to bring them out of the shell, mm-hmm. and so it becomes like a. a a pretty fun little thing. And one thing that I kind of do is like I, as a male, demonstrate some of the poses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if I can demonstrate or if I can do the pose and make it look good, then I know that you can make do the pose and make it look good. Um, and that's pretty funny. And you can look in my Facebook group and see examples of me bending over. I was just bed. thinking about that. You like bending over a table with your booty out and yeah. like arching your back and showing her how to. Yeah. yeah face down. <laughs> ass up. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't expect any of my clients to kind of come in and have any idea of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my, you know, my job to actually coach you, you know, from the moment that you get in to the moment that the shoot's over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that you're walking out that door like on cloud nine, you know, ready to go romp with your <laughs> yeah, significant other, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because absolutely. Like, I feel like you should just have that, like that, that confidence walking out of a shoot. Yeah, even if you didn't have that confidence walking in, right? Yeah. So 
I was actually at a networking event this morning and was talking about my podcast and how um, I actually needed to go home because I'm recording this episode with you. I'm like, yeah, he's a boudoir photographer. And she's like, oh, I would love to do that. But, you know, I just I want to wait until my, my body looks better. And I I <sighs> wanted I know I hate that question. I wanted to just stop her and be like, do you have a body? And she would, of course, say yes. But then your body is ready. It's kind of like the, the swimsuit season. Do you have a, a body? Okay, then your body is swimsuit ready. Like ready. you have a swimsuit body. It just it it should not matter where you are. But I, I understand that concern. So how do you counteract that objection? That is one of the toughest objections to kind of counteract. And the big thing is, is like you have you almost you're. If you keep saying that you're going to do the shoot when your body is ready, then you're never going to do the shoot because your body may never be to the part of where you are wanting it to be. There's always going to be like some kind of self-critique, some kind of self-judgment. Something's, you're going to wish that something was, you know, either... Higher, <laughs> tighter, toned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, that's just kind of like, I mean... In a way, that's kind of like you're just hoping and dreaming to get to like what you think the ideal person is. Mm -hmm. And you're perfectly fine the way that you are now to go out and do the shoot. Now, you may not have the perfect lingerie at home right now to mm -hmm. do it, but I mean, that's something that like we kind of tell you to go out and mm -hmm. purchase like the right things. Like if you feel like you have a little bit of like, um, well, like a, like a mommy pouch, you know, mm -hmm. get a high waisted panty, mm -hmm. and that still looks super sexy yes, in photographs. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people uh, think when they see a photograph is that that person just got just hopped on the bed and made everything look perfect. Oh no! Like some of the poses that people get into, they're like, "I didn't know that this actually hurt." I'm like, "Yeah, sorry, you're probably going to be a little sore tomorrow, and not." It's a in the full right on way. workout. Yeah, it's a full on workout. Yeah, so it's uh, like I mean, like so, I don't think like you're ever going to be like 100 percent like ready. I think you just have to pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. um, like if you do want more time, then set it out for a couple months later. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I think if you keep saying, like, I'll do it when I'm, you know, X amount of pounds, then you'll never get to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a liberating experience. Like, I did it a few years ago uh -huh. um, with, with another friend before we met. And I was, like, pretty close to where I wanted to be on the scale. I had lost, um, I think, about 40 pounds at that point. Okay. 40 or 45. Um and I looked at the pictures and I felt like I looked amazing. And then I, I have lost some weight since. And part of me had thought about like redoing those pictures. But I still, when I look at those pictures, even though it was 20 pounds ago, I've come to the point where I'm like, man, that really was such a turning point for me. That I probably wouldn't be where I am right now in my, my health, my weight loss journey had I not done that shoot. I had a friend ask me a couple of weeks ago if I lost the weight and then kind of fell in love with myself or if I had to like love myself first and then the weight came off. I was like, it was I really the self-love had to come first. But that doesn't mean it was always full. You know, it doesn't mean it was always like at max capacity for self-love. Mm -hmm. But man, that boudoir shoot really helped me just accept 
what I had. And it, again, kind of helped my mind catch up with what was actually there. You know, like let go of the, the old version of myself that I was hanging on to. Mm-hmm. But it actually kind of made me wish I had done it just a little bit sooner. <laughs> you know, like I was that person who was holding off. So I wish that you had been there to talk me out of that and make me do it sooner because I think maybe, it, you know, I could have moved things along a little faster. But yeah, I just, I love looking back at those pictures and just feeling like that girl, like, you know, that day changed my life. So you bring up a couple of like really interesting points and um, I want to make sure they hit on all these. So I'm just going to go and say a couple of it. Uh, one is like doing like multiple shoots, mm-hmm. and then another one is like when you look back at your images. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about like the the multiple shoots here. Um, I actually have a few clients who book more than one session, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to see like you know where they were from you know the first shoot to you know where they're at now like in their fourth or fifth shoot because it's a completely different like you know persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like usually it's someone who's more of like, you know, shy and timid in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm by like the third or fourth shoot, it's like the sex kitten. And it's like, <laughs> so yes, I love sex that. Yes. Sex kitten. Yes, that's the term that I wanted earlier. Ah, okay. the sex kitten. Okay. Sex kitten. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, and it's, it's so interesting to see, like, you know, the progress of it. And then also, like, the progress of, like, the different, like, outfits that they wear. Um, also, I have one thing that's like, uh, and actually, I'm going to ask you this random question. Mm, okay. okay. All right. Um, what color is your underwear right now? It seems Navy really blue. Weird. Navy blue. Yeah. So if you like if your partner or somebody that you were interested in was like, all right, let's get it on. Would you be comfortable showing them that? Yes, because they're brand new. They're brand new. Awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So like, I think like one of the first like important things that you ever put on during the day is your underwear. It is. I agree. Yeah, like if you don't feel like confident wearing that, then how can you feel confident like in front of somebody else? You know, and you don't always Mm -hmm. have to do it for somebody else. Do it for yourself. Yes. No, putting on a great pair of panties first thing in the morning is one of my things that I do. I Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I've got some that are just like my, my casual whatevers, but most days I am wearing a pair of panties that I feel really sexy in. It's not always lace. It's not always a thong or whatever, but I try to only buy pairs of panties that are cute, but for me. Exactly. And I think it's a same, confidence booster. It is. And the same thing goes for men too. Like you have to be able to wear like a cool pair of boxers. I think mine are Hawaiian style right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like a bunch of uh, like, I don't know, but like seeing like where people transition from, uh, from shoots. And I guess one of the ways I was going with this is that I have uh, one particular client who told me like all she ever wore was um, like sporty kind of like underwear and sports bras. Never mm-hmm. like went out and bought lace and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I did request that she did buy like a lace like kind of like like broad panty set for the shoot. Mm-hmm. And she actually brought that in and she actually loved those images. So now she incorporates that like ah. into like her daily routine. Like so she goes out and buys like more lingerie. And I think that's one thing too is like you do have to be able to, I mean, splurge on yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always have to be because, like, you're showing it for someone else. I think that's, like, one of the biggest, yeah. like, misconceptions with, like, sensuality or sexuality with yourself. Yeah. When I did my shoot, I was single. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing it to take pictures to a man. There was no photo album being given to anybody. 
They were strictly for me. And a lot of people have asked, like, well, who did you do them for? I'm like, no one, just me. And they found that to be kind of weird. But then once we actually talked about my experience with it, I'm like, you're single, you should do it too. And I've gotten a few friends to do it. But yeah, people are usually shocked that I wasn't doing it to gift it to somebody at the end. Yeah, and you don't have, gift it to yourself. Right. I mean, that's what's the most important thing. I think it's, there's this uh, uh, time frame or there's this transition going on right now or movement mm -hmm. um, with women like owning like their own sexuality. Yep. And this is part of it. I mean, a guy, <laughs> like a guy can see the images and think that it's for him, but it's not. It, my images are not for men. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like even like some of the, I know I have a lot of male followers, but my images are not for you. It's mm -hmm. for the person who's in, you know, the images. Mm -hmm. And I just get lucky enough that some of my clients allow me to share those publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get such good responses. And it's all the ladies that are coming on your Instagram and your, well, of course, your Facebook group is private. But, like, right. on Instagram, I see, like, the comments and the posts and everything. That's It's women telling other women how beautiful they are and how amazing they look and how sexy they are. And that's one of my favorite things about it. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. I love it, like, because one of the things, so one of my uh, primary principles is that I do not, um, like, body morph within mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Photoshop. Uh, so basically you'll see images where people are, their boobs are enhanced or their stomach is shrunk and so mm -hmm. forth. I do my darndest not to do that. Mm -hmm. um, only time I like it will do to like, if it's just something just needs to be like smallly tucked in, mm -hmm. but otherwise, I mean, that's like a, maybe like a 2% chance that you'll ever see that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also get clients who don't want like to be retouched. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because they have had like, you know, um, a traumatic, a traumatic experience like with, you know, with childbirth mm -hmm. or if they had um, like, you know, the stretch marks are like from weight loss, mm -hmm. you know, and that's like because it's part of the journey that that person's been through. And I think that's like a beautiful, like, you know, kind of sexy, kind of confident thing. Mm -hmm. Now, like some of those photos, if I were to post like publicly, like men are kind of a douchebags in a way yeah jerks <laughs> uh, i can't tell you how many people send me dick pics thinking i'm a girl <laughs> uh, on instagram i'm like no dude oh my god not for you really i'm a sex coach i don't get dick pics you don't get dick pics i don't what i don't i really and, don't and you got kicked off of instagram <sighs> yes yeah, yeah that's a different story uh, <laughs> yeah it's still a sore point for me yeah. Mm, anyway. So, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things. It's just like, I think men are uncomfortable. Well, let me rephrase that. Some men are uncomfortable with like the women empowerment movement that's mm -hmm. kind of going on as far as like when it comes to sexuality. Yeah. Um, and I think they feel like whenever they see something that's out there that they think it's for them. And like I was saying, it's not. It's all for the person that's in the photo. And it's for other women to help them build like confidence like within each, within mm -hmm. each other. And that's like one thing that I love about my group is that like you know I'll post something like a photo in there, and seeing all the other women comment and like lift that person up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I love it. Yeah. I like being a part of that little community there. Yeah. So what, I want to make sure that I hit that all those terms. It was the multiple shoots. Um, 
Is there who they're doing it for? I think so. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. Was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did you? Obviously, you were a photographer before you picked this specialty, right? Or did you just go straight into picking this as your specialty? So my kind of story of like how I became a photographer was like my first two roommates in college uh, were both photographers just randomly. And uh, so I took some time off and just started taking pictures and I kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would take pictures of like random things like, you know, like objects like, you know, found in the street and so forth. So more like a street photography at that time. This is back in the film days mm-hmm. where you, you know had to spend like $7 or $10 a oh, roll, yeah. you know, to get something developed. Um, until you like learn how to develop it yourself, but um, ended up going back to school and started taking pictures and kind of getting feedback from like you know the images that I was shooting. Like I just started like really like taking pictures of you know females. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then my style was very like naive, kind of like um, how a male shoots, like a typical male will shoot. Okay, um, but like it was always interesting seeing how my subjects like you know reacted to seeing their photos and so much so that like when i actually went for like a mid program assessment uh my portfolio was all women mm-hmm. and my professors actually uh they actually yeah, i'm kind of laughing at this uh they actually failed me yeah and one of the reasons because like my portfolio was all women they're like there's no way that you're going to be able to make you know a living you know doing this uh-huh. And, I mean, they were also kind of mad because I was a little bit late to the program, but uh-huh. yeah, their main point was about, about like photo- photographing women. And so, you know, I went back, did like my typical, like a renew portfolio to get, you know, to pass. But in between that time frame, I actually ran into a guy named uh, Matthew Jordan Smith, who's a uh, uh, big, like, you know, beauty kind of photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he photographs mainly women and so forth and shot like celebrities like Tyra Banks and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like ran in and talked to him and he was like, you got to figure out your reason, you know, why, like, why do you love doing what you do? And basically I kind of found out that I love like getting responses, you know, from like my clients and the people that my subjects that I was shooting. Mm-hmm. And so boudoir just kind of became like a natural, like kind of progression. Um, it became like not so taboo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it finally became like to a time frame like where a, a male can actually like shoot this and not be uh, ridiculed mm-hmm. or called a pervert or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have this like stigma you know, against him. I am a happily married man mm-hmm. and I shoot. New dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all I mean, it's it's fun, you know, and um, I just like being able to, I don't know, I just love what I do. Yeah. I think that people are much more understanding these days of folks like us that can have a career that has a lot to do with sexuality, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there's any sort of, um, you know, it's not like we're trying to participate. There's no like crude, creepy weirdness or whatever about us. Whereas like if we were trying to do what we're doing in like the nineties, we get a lot of stigma about it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, society has changed significantly for in in the all the better for both of us. Oh yeah, it definitely has. I mean, and, but you still get the like the stigmas out there. But I mean, it's like it's not as bad as you know it once was. And I still get like messages from like other like you know male photographers or like 
well, how do you do this? Blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure of my secrets. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily my secrets, but it's more of like you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Versus like, you know, to actually like help someone. So, so like, you see those guys, it's more about doing it for the money. They're seeing the like capitalistic reasons to cash in on, on doing that rather than doing it from like an empowerment, a women's empowerment standpoint. I mean, well, you're going to see people who want to do it for the cash, like the monetary value, mm -hmm. but you also get, you know, what they call uh, GWCs, guys with a camera mm -hmm. who just want to see women in various states of undress. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you do have to be like careful, like who you're going out there and picking and choosing yeah. to do your shoots. And I mean, that's just kind of, it's just part of like being safe. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, what I do say is like, uh, make sure that whoever you're booking uh, to do the shoot, whether it's a guy or a girl, um, that you're comfortable with, you know, who they are mm -hmm. and then I can be able to work with them. Cause like one of my big things is, is like, I work with a majority of my clients one-on-one. -on -one. Like my hair and makeup artist comes in and gets to, you know, does your hair, but usually she has an appointment that she has to go to like afterwards. So I have to let her go. Mm -hmm. And like, then it's just you and I shooting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like the way that I like to, you know, say it, it's like you're working with like, you know, your gay best friend, mm -hmm. except for I'm straight. You know, yeah. we're just there to work together to create beautiful images for yes. you. Something that like, you know, your significant other, you know, will love and that you'll love. You're an artist and you're a professional. Exactly. And we can work around something that has to do with sexuality, but in a professional manner. Correct. And that there doesn't have to be something sexual between you and the person you're helping. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, um, oh man, I'm like, now you got me like rambling. I'm like, I'm loving this. <laughs> this is how this podcast goes. We just works. start talking and it just, yeah. Just Conversation just flows. So like I have friends that are, um, who are in a relationship or uh, marriage or whatever, but they, their spouse would not want them to ever shoot with me mm -hmm. because I'm a male. Mm -hmm. And so you still have like this male, like kind of like, not chauvinistic, but like, um, like where I don't think my wife or significant other should be like, you know, seen in that state um, by another male. And they're thinking, does that mean he wouldn't be okay with her going to a male OBGYN? That I don't know. So that, that's the thing. Like there's so many double standards about so like I, that we're, we we're sexualizing, right. You know, her experience getting photographs. But we're not sexual, you know, they're not sexualizing her going to the OBGYN, but it's still someone seeing her, her nude. Exactly. Most, at least mostly nude. Like, where, why is there such a distinction there? And, and I get it. It's probably a lot of insecurity. It's a lot of, um, you know, jealousy, that possessiveness and things like that. Yeah, so. I think it's a lot of possessiveness. Yeah. And that's like. I've talked about the possessive love on some of my podcasts here and some of the things that, yeah, lead yeah. to the. That kind of mindset. That mindset. Oh, I have to go back and listen yeah. some more. So, so those clients that object for those reasons, you can send them to me. All right, we'll do. <laughs> we can work on the work on, on that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just um, yeah. like that's one thing I think you do have to consider too. Is like, are you going to be comfortable like posing in front of a guy or posing in front of a girl? Mm -hmm. I find that my clients would rather work with a man than work with a female, and that's and I don't know why that technically is. Um, actually, I think I've, I did hear that some of them said that they felt like the female would judge them the entire time, mm. which I thought was kind of intriguing. My mind kind of went, when you said that, my mind kind of went to a place of like, okay, he is a man. And if he finds this pose appealing, like visually appealing, 
or, um, you know, I look attractive in this way Mm -hmm. that another person, like for a lot of women that are probably heterosexual that are coming to see you, maybe their thought is if this man finds this attractive, then other men or my man will find this attractive too. Because again, if they're if they're not doing it quite for the right reasons, because right. maybe people go into it thinking they're really doing it for someone else, and really it becomes about themselves. You probably have both, right? Some oh, yeah, that come in for themselves, both. and some that come in for like wanting to gift it, or well, I have a lot of people do it like, for someone else. Yeah, a majority of people come in like wanting to gift it, mm-hmm. but okay. then they realize that it's actually you know for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the wanting to gift is an excuse to spend the money to do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe that's why they like working with a man because if they're gifting it, especially if they're the person they're gifting it to is a male partner, maybe right. again their thoughts just kind of like, oh well, if he likes how I look in this pose or in this lingerie, then yeah. that'll translate to somebody else. So maybe that's why they like working with men. Yeah, I don't be. know, but you're like the biggest like cuddly teddy bear ever, <laughs> and so I don't know, like, but you always totally you always meet yeah <laughs> you always meet with people though before you shoot them, right? Not all the time. Not always. Okay. Actually, majority of the time, like people are, they book online they book and then they online, show up. They show up and I meet them there. Gotcha. And so, like, it's part of my job to be com- like to make people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, when they walk in and from the moment that they walk out. Um, and but a lot of it, like, my clients have interacted with me beforehand, mm-hmm. like either on Instagram or like within the Facebook group, mm-hmm. that they feel like they've already know me in a way. Yeah. So. And I get a lot of like referral clients from that, so they've already like established like the trust factor there. Yeah, people buy from folks they know, like, and trust. Exactly. So yeah, when you can get a glowing referral, it builds that trust pretty quickly. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. Which I'm sure you get them all the time. How many mm-hmm. members strong is your private Facebook group at this point? Um, I think we currently have uh, around fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so it's a pretty big group. Yeah. So it's if you're if you're wanting to get invited to Booker T Brown Boudoir and is it Booker T Brown Intimate Portraiture? Is that what the group is? Booker T Boudoir and Intimate Portraiture. Okay. Private group. If you want to get invited to that, you can either send him a request or I I can add people too. Yeah, you can so. add people, or you can send me a message on mm-hmm. um, Instagram. Instagram, and I'll send you the direct link. Or you can find actually you can actually find the link to my group on my website. Okay, perfect. So that's just uh, BookerTBoudoir.com. Yeah. Very good. I just again I like the community that you've built around your business. It's so it's it, it's not like you're just a photographer. You really are trying to build like a small little network of women who share their stories. They share their experiences. They build each other up. They're you know. Oh yeah, you got your cheerleaders, but but that makes us cheerleaders for your clients and, and, and potential clients too. Well, potential clients and also just you know kind of like for themselves. Like I think it's also like uh, like to do like group get get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Um, like during the summer, like we usually try to go to Casey Wine Co. at least once, mm-hmm. um, and then we try to go to like a burlesque show. I've been um, trying to make it to some of the burlesque shows here in town, and I just always have. What? Busy, and I just haven't made. I haven't seen any of the local ones since, like, gosh, two years ago. All right. When that when contraband had them at the uh, library. Right, well, there's had, one, like the Casey Burlesque Girls. There's one coming up. Um, downtown Underground is that the one? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. BDU Burlesque mm-hmm. Downtown Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one coming up next month uh, that I'm probably going to go to. So if you want to go, I would love to. 
we get to group together. Absolutely, I love I love any shows that have to do with you know sex, sexuality. I went to uh, We're All Bad in Bed um, is a new book that's out by Shelby Simpson, uh-huh. and she's doing like a live tour of the Midwest for her her book tour, and she did this like comedy hip hop show with dancers and performance art and. Yeah, um, I love anything like that. It's a good networking opportunity. And burlesque dancers are just fun. They are. They're just fun. And you actually learn a lot from them, like yes. their moves and so forth. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, like it's them owning, you know, their sexuality. The striptease of it all is kind of my favorite part. Just the way that they find such intricate ways to like take off a glove mm-hmm. or just slowly tease you by unwrapping a dress. You know, and it takes them fifty, you know, a minute and a half to get a dress off. But the way that they do it is—it's just um. Dang it! I keep hitting my equipment. Yeah, it's sexy. It's hot. I like it. Yeah, so I'll go to that one for sure. I'll give you like a, a quick example of one. Um, there was a one of the BDU dancers like broke her arm, so she was in a cast, oh. and so she changed her routine. And this has been my favorite routine I've ever seen. Like, I was like, this is hot. Like, this is awesome, you know? And uh, basically, she came in as a robot, like, with cardboard boxes and started stripping down to, I'm just a love machine. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> and, God. <laughs> like, and it was the most brilliant thing that I've ever seen. And it was just like, it was just crazy, like, and that's what's like makes it kind of fun because they're they take themselves lightly, and that's and it's like performance art, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes. All right, so let's, let's go, go back to like show. you know boudoir. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's let's talk about like the the non-binary. Yes. Like, you know, oh my shoot. gosh, his non-binary shoot was so so sexy. He's got pictures up online. Yes. Yeah, let's it was pretty fire, man. Uh, so basically we ended up doing a gender swap mm-hmm. in between. Uh, so in the beginning, the female was dressed as the male and the male was dressed as the female. Mm-hmm. So he had his makeup on, uh, makeup done by, uh, my awesome stylist, uh, Elise and like, and she had her, of course she had her makeup done as well, but it was very interesting because like he's in like a, you know, a panty you know, mm-hmm. said, and that was a little like it was different for me to shoot because I was trying to figure out like how to in my head. I'm trying to figure out like how to make this look as realistic as possible, mm-hmm. because the last thing you want something to see is like, you know, you want to see, last thing you want something to look like is if it's fake. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting because like it was hot because like. The way that they had like their chemistry together, and you can tell that they had like a real connection, like you know, slash bond. And when it came time to switch, like he just had on like a like a pair of uh, like speedo cut kind of like underwear, Mm -hmm. and like she switched over to like a like a red piece uh, like brawn panty set. But he still had his makeup on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what almost like kind of makes the whole like kind of shoot like it makes it kind of like sexy in this way. Because like at one point, I believe he has like his um, hand like around like the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the front of her neck. Mm-hmm. 
and he's coming over her shoulder and like it's like real close to her ear. Yeah, that and one was like, a hot shot. Yes. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It really was. And just the fact I, I'm so glad that they were willing to let you share some of their images. Yeah. Because representation's important. And and just saying that you've done this shoot's different than people seeing it. I think that people out there who who saw that could help it could help spark something in them and their relationship to to open things up and I think that personal acceptance does often come because we see someone else who has owned themselves, who has owned what they are and who they are. That when, when someone has the audacity to be authentic, it gives other people permission to be authentic. So but images like that aren't something that we normally see. No, and like some of my favorite images I can never show, but right. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the images that kind of like push the boundary that makes it like super personal for the person. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that like, you know, are really like kind of like heartfelt and so forth. Um, I have one shoot that this bride did for her husband and it's just kind of like a, a joking around with, uh, with food. And it was hilarious, you know, but like the images themselves still look like amazing and looks um, um, it's something that, you know, he'll love forever and that she'll love forever as well. Mm-hmm. So, well, if she's listening, hey, give him permission to show a couple of your pictures. Even if it doesn't show your face, I want to see these things and see you play with food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people have a thing about like playing with food. It's oh. a, yeah, it's a whole subgenre out there. Whole subgenre. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to like inform me of like all these subgenres that are out there because uh actually the gal that was on my um Cam Girl Next Door episode said uh-huh. that you know when they would take requests that that was often something they would get asked for. She and her friend had to do like a food fight like with a cake like smashing cake into each other's faces and Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, some people are just in into kind of like it's partly the primal play of like yeah, but some people also just want to watch people eat. Hmm. That's intriguing. And that's one thing, too. Like, um, you almost have to know, like, what, like, you know, you have to be comfortable with, like, talking about, like, your fetishes and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys, the way that, I, the way that I would shoot something is kind of, let me fix this here. You're trying to say you'll be respectful of their fetish, like like you'll showcase it. And your personality kind of comes out like with when you're expressing your fetishes and so mm-hmm. forth within like you know photography. And I don't want to misrepresent what you like or may not like mm-hmm. um, within the photograph. So if your significant other is a foot person, um, for instance, then I need to make sure that I get you know shots of your high heels and mm-hmm. your heels in there. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's more of like a BDSM, you know, I want to make sure that we get the shots, uh, like, you know, if you're dominant or if you're submissive Mm -hmm. and that's like one of the key things of like, you know, figuring out within shoots is to, you know, see what your personality type is. Because if I shoot you in a way where it seems like it's a, uh, it's like a submissive kind of role, but you're a dominant person. Mm -hmm. It won't You're, feel authentic. It at won't all. feel authentic, and you yeah. won't love the images, you know. Which mm-hmm. I kind of have a funny—not funny, but like a—I uh, kind of have a interesting story 
um, about someone who actually pulled out like a an outfit. Like, mm-hmm. So she comes into the shoot. And she, we're going through like all of her lingerie at the very beginning of it, mm-hmm. and she pulls out this leather kind of outfit with like you know chains, mm-hmm. and God, I actually can't share that story. I don't uh, think. Okay. Because I think the images are online. Uh, oh, so they would know who she is. Yeah. Well, maybe can you talk about like she pulled out an outfit, but not be specific about it. All right, so at the beginning of the shoot, we're going through like all of her lingerie, and I, uh, she pulled out this outfit, and she was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to wear that." And I'm like, uh, "If you brought it, you kind of want to wear it mm-hmm. for a shoot." So it was pretty intriguing because like she went into hair and makeup, and the whole time like her eyes are just fluttering, and they just wouldn't stop, um, you know, twitching, mm. and so. By the time that, you know, that was done and we started doing the first, like, you know, shots, um, like, I would have her close her eyes uh, for a picture, open them back up, but her eyes were still fluttering the entire time. Mm -hmm. And so, finally, we get to, like, the last outfit, which was the outfit that she wasn't sure that she wanted to wear. Mm -hmm. And she puts it on. And I was like, all right, go ahead and close your eyes. And this was the first time her eyes didn't flutter. And I was like, okay, this is kind of odd. And then at one point, I was like, all right, just kind of hold that pose for me real quick. I need to go across the studio to get something. And usually, you know, whoever's in that pose would move. By the time that I came back, she didn't move an inch. So she was very on the submissive scale. Mm. And that outfit, like, brought that, you know, kind of, like, out in her. Mm -hmm. So it was very, like, like I said, so, like, that was like one of those things that um, by the end of the shoot and when she saw her images, those were the ones that she primarily wanted mm-hmm. because that represented who she is. Like, And that's so funny that even her body was telling her that like with her eyelids, you know, fluttering. Yeah. Spasming. That's wow. Hmm. So I mean, those are like the little things we get to like talk about. And so, I mean, I learn from like each different shoot that I do. Mm-hmm. about like how to connect and f- figure out like what people's personalities are. Um, I mean, I get people who are swingers, people who are in open marriages mm-hmm. and so forth and figuring out like what they like, how they want to be uh, represented in the photo mm-hmm. is like a huge like indicator. Um, well, not indicator. How they want to be represented in the photo is very important to like making sure that it comes out the way that my clients want it mm-hmm. and also being able to like show it the way that I want my viewer to interpret it, interpret it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I think that you're doing awesome, awesome work. So you mentioned that you kind of have had an evolution, you know, through your career going into boudoir and now you're kind of calling it more of the intimate portraiture. So what's your goal for your your photography business my goal is to just empower women like you know through the through photography mm-hmm. i mean it's just like uh something that can help everyone um i was raised by my mom and my sister so seeing them go through things um has been like kind of like a pushing force behind it mm-hmm. because i think everybody needs confidence in their own way um i've always 
bonded well with females. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, of course, I guess most people say that's being put in the friend zone, which is totally fine. <laughs> Uh, but like, I mean, that's just kind of helped me develop like into like, you know, who I am and what I do and like mm-hmm. why it's like easy for me to shoot something like this. Um, but I just want to keep helping as many people as I can, like, you know, seeing the images and like getting my artwork and like telling a story of someone, you know, on their wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing, too, is that like a lot of people get like albums, but they also get like metal, like artwork to put in their bedroom or in their closet and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever think you'll like do a book or something like a coffee table book? Um, if I could ever get permission for right, it, right, right. Um, I do want to. I do have a a project, a personal project that I want to work on, which involves like a series of like nudes and masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would want to do this like uh, selling the prints or auctioning off the prints. Mm-hmm. And like a masquerade kind of style. Mm. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, that's exactly what came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to like shoot it in that kind of nature. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you know anybody or if anybody's out there and feels like posing, well, let me know. Hands in the air. Hand in the air. All right. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, we'll have to go out and get a, like a masquerade mask so nobody knows who you are. I have, well, I have one that's kind of a small masquerade mask. It doesn't really cover up my whole face, but. Yeah, I uh, have not typically been someone that's comfortable with nudity, uh-huh. uh, especially around other people. Like I, I'm fine in a bathing suit, whatnot. I've gotten past that point of like giving a crap what someone thinks about my stretch marks. Um, but I did have an experience last year where I went and played at one of the the BDSM dungeons here in town. What? Yes, and honestly, the hardest part wasn't even the meeting beforehand and doing the negotiation. It was in the actual moment when I was standing there my hands behind my back, touching the clasp of my bra going, they're just boobs. They're just boobs. And he goes, my friend who was about to flog me and whip me, paddle me, whatever Uh goes, um, yeah, they're just boobs. I'm like, (sighs) (sighs) okay. And I just took the bra off. He goes, see, and he's still maintaining eye contact. He's like, now we're going to put the nipple clamps on. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> my friend is touching my nipple right now. And it was not in a sexual way. He was just putting clamps on. He's like, you good? I'm like, mm, yep. He's like, get on the cross. On the, oh, the... St. Andrew's cross. St. Andrew's cross, yeah. Yeah. So, but there, were, there wasn't anything sexual to it afterwards. He went home with his gal. I went home on my own. Like, it was just to experience it. But the hardest part for me was getting naked in front of somebody. And, you know, I think that's like a my friend of my, my clients, um, they do find it like kind of like tough to make that initial kind of undress. Mm-hmm. But they really start to realize that it's just like it's it's just a body. It's just well, it's just a body. And we're working together as a team yes. to create something. And again, it's not about it being sexual, even though it's a it it's sexual in nature and overtone. But there's nothing sexual in the moment. Right, you know, like if, uh, if, I mean, there can be some things. Yes, they they may they kind of need do need to get in that mindset. But what I'm saying is like between you and her, just like between me and the dom, it wasn't about it wasn't about us then going and doing something sexual. Right. Even though what we were doing was sexual, it could know? be taken as being sexual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think uh, a, a good way of like uh, reiterating this a little bit, like as far as like boudoir goes, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people think that it's like if your significant other was taking pictures of you naked, it's a whole different experience kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I'm not out here like to try to get like you know laid by a client or anything right. else like that. I'm here to create art for mm-hmm. my clients, mm-hmm. yeah. and so that's the big difference within it. Yeah. So, um, but that's awesome. The BDSM like underground clubs. Mm-hmm. When are you gonna take me? Do you have a FetLife account? I plead the fifth. Okay. So, <laughs> the thing is, they at this particular one I go to at the door, they'll ask what your FetLife account is. So okay. they can just kind of verify you. You do have to be sort of vetted to go there. All right. Um, either taken, you know, you have to go with somebody who's already been before and been vetted and whatnot. Um, so yeah, you can you can go to the Wednesday munches they have at Rhythm and Booze down the boulevard and meet people. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, find someone that's vetted who you trust or you, again I can I can definitely take you and your your lady if she All wants right, to go as good. well. Um, but yeah, there's, you can get on their email list. They have different events throughout the week and throughout the month and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good time. All right. I'll have to check it out. And by the way, like I totally have a FetLife account. Um, it was kind of interesting because I think It's you, good research. It is good research. You, I think you actually were like, mm-hmm. have you ever been on FetLife? I'm like, well, let me go check it out. It helps me I learn. Wasn't it helps me learn about things all the time. When I'm not a hundred percent certain about something, mm-hmm. I can go to FetLife and and ask people or get some more information there. There's a lot of imagery on there too um, there from is. people who are in the lifestyle, who are in the BDSM lifestyle. So for you, as a, as a photographer who's wanting to make sure you're authentically representing that, right, and not maybe not always having to rely upon your clients bringing their own gear in. You right. want to have some things there, like you want to make sure they're. You know, they look real. They look authentic. But, like, the way that you're then shooting it is how people would maybe do it, you know? So, it's good. It's a good research site for you. Oh, no. It's a perfect, like, research site. I, I will say that I wasn't ready for it when I first <laughs> signed up. I was like, Yeah, you were kind of like, What, what did I just sign up for? for? But it was awesome. Um, That's usually what people say to me when I encourage them to sign up for Fat Life. They're like, I'm not prepared for this. I'm like, Just dive in. Just do it. Just dive in. <laughs> just dive in. Just go for it. Um, no. yeah, so, and that's, I guess another thing that we can kind of like talk about here is that like, so like one of the most popular products that I have is definitely going to be the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, my albums are, they're pretty slick. Mm. Uh, they actually get them imported in from uh, Portugal. Um, so they get printed out there and get shipped overnight mm. and they, they look pretty stunning. Um, uh, but also, one of the things that people could do is that they'll actually get a mobile app so that way they can have their images on their phone mm. and kind of show them around. And people think that, you know, oh, well, if I get an album, it's just going to be put away. No, that's hardly ever the case because <laughs> I've had uh, some of my friends who are single who have done it. Like, they pull it out whenever they have dates come over mm. to kind of, like, mm-hmm. spice up the mood. Yeah. You know? um, I've actually been to a, uh, a friend's house where it was, like, a big social gathering. And his wife pulled out her album, and all the girls that were there were, were looking at her images. I do find that women love to share like their their photos. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I, then, it was all my girlfriends that I immediately was like, "Look at this, and how awesome she made me feel!" Yeah, come take a look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've shown it to more of my female friends than I have to like guys. I mean, yeah, I've shown it to guys I've been on dates with for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or they, they're like, send nudes. I'm like, it's three years old, but here you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the closest you're going to get because I don't have time for this right now. But yeah, I show it to more females than I do males. Yeah, and it's like, like you know, I think the the uh, older that you get, 
the more important the images become. Um, and I think it's important to do it now because your body's going to go through like so many different changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, um, like I would say like the, the most important stages to do it is before childbirth, mm -hmm. um, after childbirth to mm -hmm. like kind of reconnect with yourself and still see yourself that way. Mm -hmm. And then probably like when you're in your 40s or 50s and you're mm -hmm. feeling down on yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, I have, I mean, I've shot someone as old as like 65. Nice. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. What's the oldest you've ever shot for? But. Yeah. Um, and so like it just becomes important to see like your body like kind of go through these transitional stages. Mm -hmm. and, and love it for where it is there and then. Exactly. Because yes. you can't be stuck in the past. Or always counting on the future for something to be different. Like one day I will be happy when my body looks like this, and then I will have these images which will then make me happy. And that's right. not how it works. That's not how it works. And that's the thing too. Like a lot of people like go through and like they see like the Instagram models and so forth that are posing like all these like hot mm -hmm. pictures and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, you got to understand like there's 900 some shots or like 100 <laughs> shots that they've taken to get one perfect shot. Or if you see something that's like on like a cover of a magazine, um, there are an entire like set of team members, probably like ten to fifteen people at that studio who are making sure that person looks their best, and then they have a person who's retouching, you know, mm -hmm. the hell out of them. Wow, what I mentioned earlier, like the whole body shaping thing, to make sure that they look quote unquote yeah. magazine perfect ready. And when you see that person in real life it's not the same so I, w I don't want people to think like they have to have like this like perfect body you know <laughs> set to go in like mm -hmm. my job is to put you in the correct poses in lingerie and like hair and makeup to make sure like the images turn out the way um, or to make sure the images turn out the best mm -hmm. you know of you yeah. yeah 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 love it I love it too I love the work that you do it's awesome yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. well, this has been an awesome conversation and I'm so glad you came by today because I really wanted to make sure that people had an understanding of what a boudoir photographer really does for people. I mean, it's not just like you say, some guy with a camera taking pictures of half naked women and again, sometimes men. Right. This is, this is about way more than that. That empowerment piece is just, yep. You do good work, my friend. Thank you. Empowerment's what it's all about. Keep so. on doing what you're doing. So if anybody's ever interested in yes. booking a session. Yeah, again, plug yourself again. Absolutely. Yeah. And tell, tell the, all the folks how they can find you on the socials again. Yeah, if anybody's interested in booking a session, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Booker T Boudoir. Um, and then you can join my Facebook group, which there's a link on my website, which is uh, BookerTBoudoir.com. Um, even, even if you're not interested in booking a session right now, or you're just interested to kind of see about the process and the, uh, like any questions beforehand, join the Facebook group mm -hmm. to find out some more information about everything. Yep. So. Absolutely. And from time to time, you'll see Booker and I do some Facebook live sessions where we answer questions. That's what I mean. We haven't done one in a little while, so we need to, we need to get back on that, but it's been a busy summer for us both. It so. has. We ladies that are listening from Booker's group, we'll, we'll get back on that soon. So, Definitely. but yeah, we just put a Google doc up that you know, allows you to answer your questions. It's kind of an ask us anything type session. Yep. So 
Everything yeah. goes. And it's, I blush at some of the questions. I'm like, what? But that's awesome. No do, judgment. Do a lot of educate. That's right. It's a lot of educating, right? You learn, you learn, I think you have learned something new in every one of those Facebook lives that we've done Every together. single one. Yeah. 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 Perfect. All yeah. right. Well, again, thank you so much, Booker. And you, uh, you enjoy your weekend. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me on. It's amazing. Absolutely. I'm always happy to, to plug fellow entrepreneurs that are out there doing their part to make the world a more sex positive place. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.